Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Monday morning. Hoping all is well with you. As you can probably tell, audio quality is a bit off today. That's because I am once again on the move for work. This is going to be the last time that I'm on the move for work for a while, so happy that uh, that this stint is almost over. But, you know, I still want to keep doing these episodes, and so hopefully you don't mind. Usually I would, you know, I would try and record something beforehand with the mic, but, um, but I just didn't have time, and I didn't want to just keep doing these really, really short ones that don't have much substance to them, because there's a lot going on in the Kratom world right now. So I'm going to be going over today, like five big things pretty much about Kratom that have just happened while I've been, you know, traveling around in the past week or two. So I hope you're pumped and ready for the start of the week and let's get going. So here's the first thing that I noticed recently. Pennsylvania. If you'll recall, Pennsylvania has had a lot of activity around Kratom recently. And there was one episode I did where I pointed out the fact that um, Kratom Science pointed out the fact that the Democratic Committee of Pennsylvania, you know, made this tweet about how Kratom stops breathing and didn't use any sources whatsoever. So that's fun. But um, more recently, the township of Radnor, Pennsylvania, had a meeting and they were talking about taking a stronger stance on Kratom and Delta-8 THC. And this is all after uh, CBD Kratom moved into the community and opened up without the approval of the community. Um, I had a conversation with Sean from Philly Kratom about this, uh, if you remember a bunch of episodes back, and he gave us the lowdown on what was going on there, and he attended the local meetings following that. In early March, the township's Board of Health shot down a plan to regulate Kratom, uh, and, and that was following CBD Kratom opening up there. And now there is a petition, there is a petition that, quote, requests that the acting secretary request the advice of the Pennsylvania Drug, Device, and Cosmetic Board with respect to the advisability of adding Kratom and Delta-8 THC as controlled substances. So um, that's what's going on there. And <laughs> there's actually a, there's an, a little statement here that says that when they had this uh, meeting recently, a representative from CBD Kratom attended the meeting via Zoom with plans to read a statement. However, the statement was cut short after it was pointed out that he was not a Radnor Township resident. So drama, drama there. So I want to reach out to Sean at Philly Kratom and get an update from him. And that's that's definitely something that I'm hoping to do maybe later this month, because it seems like Pennsylvania is a hot spot for Kratom stuff. So that's one update. Here's another. 
So looking at Colorado, there was recently a bill that passed the Colorado General Assembly, and this bill actually is about fentanyl. And it says that Colorado will be able to charge individuals with a felony for possessing the drug fentanyl, even if they don't realize it was mixed with another substance. So that is really wild, right? Well, this article that I'm looking at says that that bill that passed actually overshadowed, the controversy around it has overshadowed another bill that uh, is, is groundbreaking, and it was approved by the legislature. Senate Bill 120, also known as Regulation of Kratom Processors. This is the first major bill in the state to focus on Kratom. So this is really big, and the governor, Jared Polis, is expected to sign this bill into law. So that's really huge. So this would be be creating the Kratom Consumer Protection Act in Colorado. Um, Huge and quick, you know, it seems like this one really seems to be moving quickly. Um, At the same time, wow, what an interesting set of circumstances where on one hand, you have a Kratom Consumer Protection Act coming into law. And on the other hand, you know, fentanyl is found with a lot of Kratom-related deaths, and certainly sometimes people sell Kratom, uh, you know, with malintent, and there's fentanyl mixed in, and a lot of people have died in those circumstances. Of course, it's coming from the fentanyl and not the Kratom, as far as we can tell. That would be the uh, the culprit in the death. But um, at the same time, you have this law that's in Colorado that is saying that if you are found to be in possession of fentanyl, even if you don't know it, because someone tricked you or lied to you and it's mixed in with something else, you can still be charged with a felony. So this is, you know, very interesting circumstances and it just sticks out to me so much. I mean, we're, we're really gonna have to watch that one and see how both of those two, you know, pieces of legislation really interact with each other down the line if they do. So um, I wanted to point that out to everyone and just, you know, with the mention that, wow, interesting. <laughs> Okay, and then here's the last thing. And mind you, I'm going to put links to all of these articles in the description of this podcast, as always. Kratom Vendors Association announces virtual grand opening. So listen to this. The Kratom Vendors Association announced it has opened its virtual doors to offer its products and services specifically to Kratom vendors in the United States. This was founded by Stacey Lloyd in March 2022. The Kratom Vendors Association provides good manufacturing practices, compliance, support to Kratom vendors doing business in the U.S. Uh, The KVA, Kratom Vendors Association, offers exclusive membership, standard operating procedures, one-on-one good manufacturing practices, compliance support from specialists in that field, training courses, and a certification program. So this is really, really interesting stuff. Um, and Stacy Lloyd, who founded it just a few months ago, which I did not know about any of this until just now, it says, I began auditing Kratom vendors for the American Kratom Association. During my experience working with Kratom vendors, I found there was a critical need for compliance support. There currently isn't an organization that assists Kratom vendors with becoming good manufacturing practice compliant, so they have no place to turn for help. That's why I founded the Kratom Vendors Association. I want to assist Kratom vendors with GMP compliance to ensure product quality and consumer safety. 
So this is really neat, and I definitely want to try to set up a conversation with Stacy Lloyd. Uh, I'm going to be reaching out, and hopefully she'll have some time and will be willing to talk with me. Because, you know, this is something that I talked about, I think, at the beginning of the year. But as Kratom becomes a bit more mainstream and a bit, well, you know, more well-known, and as more safety information comes out about it, um, it, it seems to me that this needs to be seen in a professional way, not just like, oh, people use Kratom to get off of opioids, end of story, and it can be sketchy. No, I mean, there there is a developing market here around something that has a lot of different uses, and I think it's important that that image be portrayed in a professional manner. So to have, you know, more than just the American Kratom Association around, which is, you know, in a large part is just a lobbying group in a lot of ways, I think that's really important because I think that it brings more professionalism and uh, and more seriousness to the uh, to the whole field of, of Kratom-related industry. So that's all I have to say about that. But, you know, just a bunch of things happening this past week, and uh, I can't believe I've been traveling around and missing everything. So I'm going to be diving more into each of these things, uh, hopefully later this week, but definitely wanted to point them all out for everyone. Um, other than that, I am happy to inform you that today we also have a great segment coming from Ethan Natural Botanicals where they're going to talk about growing kratom. So without any further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Etha. Hope you enjoy. Hi everyone, this is Amanda and Victor with Etha Natural Botanicals. Would you like to say hi, Amanda? Hi. <laughs> hi, Amanda. <laughs> so I thought it would be good for these segments uh, for us to focus on things that make Etha unique. And, and I'm not talking about our products and services and those things. I think the thing that truly separates us from other Kratom vendors uh, is... Uh, Alexander and I are big time nerds and mm -hmm. we geek out on the science of, of horticulture, of, of plants, uh, of all things really. I mean, I'm literally looking in my office where there's Star Trek and Star Wars stuff all over the place. So Natural alternatives, alternatives as well. Yes. Like the main thing. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think it would be good for us to use this time to help kind of share that knowledge of Kratom and other botanicals um, with you know anyone that's willing to listen. <laughs> so so what I what I like us to do is uh, we'll bring in Alexander from time to time and he will uh, take the latest research that is uh, available for Kratom and he will interpret it and kind of dumb it down for the rest of us. <laughs> so uh, he reads every single piece of literature uh, and he does an excellent job of mm -hmm. making it digestible and, and understandable so uh, you know I also read everything too but I, I love hearing his take on it because it just makes things it puts things into perspective so uh, so starting next week he promises to, to do that for us in the meantime I will try to share uh, things that I also think are uh, not very common within the industry or you don't hear much about try to provide a kind of a unique perspective on, on Kratom. So for today, I thought uh, one of the things that is unique is growing Kratom. Uh, 
as most folks know, the U.S. supply of kratom primarily comes from Indonesia. Uh, Thailand is now uh, changing its rules around kratom, so you're going to see more, you know, Thai kratom coming through. Malaysia is also uh, reversing bans and uh, and encouraging the growing and, and distribution of kratom, but for the most part, it's Indonesia. Rarely will you find U.S. grown kratom. Uh, beyond the hobbyists, you know, people grow a couple plants in their yard. There are a couple people that are growing, uh, that have uh, outdoor growing uh, in Florida, in Texas, but like I said, it's it's very rare. And so, at Etha, what we do is we've been growing kratom now for some time, both in a greenhouse and outdoors. Uh, and so I, I thought. Every so often, I'll give an update on some of the things that I find are interesting from from growing kratom, uh, and I can share it with you guys. So, one of the things I found, one of the questions that come up often is, uh, why why do you why does kratom uh, primarily grow in the tropic zone, uh, and why don't we see kratom you know growing throughout the U.S. for example, and uh, I've thought the same thing myself, and and so early on I said, you know, my naive, uh, I don't have much horticulture experience, so I said, well, San Diego just seems like a, a perfect environment to grow any plants, so <laughs> kratom must be uh, must fall in that category. So let's plant a bunch of kratom uh, trees outside and, and see what happens. And while there isn't like a, a deep freeze or a, a you know. Snow that hits us, you know, the cold weather does inhibit a lot of growth. Uh, and for example, in this last uh, this last winter, all of our kratom plants, most of them lost a lot of their leaves, or growth was substantially less uh, than what was growing in the greenhouse. Uh, you also have to keep in mind if you're by the beach. I learned this from hearing you guys in the meetings. Mm -hmm. The overcast also affects like the sun and mm -hmm. the moistness and the crispy or humidity. I guess you could say of the the air or the crispiness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so kratom uh, loves heat, loves moisture, and that's why the tropic zone is where it is the happiest. You know when. If if, ever, if anyone's ever on a vacation or lived in you know a tropic zone country, you, you know the first thing that happens when you get off a plane is just you smashed with this like hot humid air <laughs> and it's thick, um, and so it, it's the perfect environment for kratom. So Indonesia is one of those is one of those countries, and that's why it grows so well. Uh, Indonesia itself is a, a collection of islands, and so. Uh, even even within Indonesia, kratom doesn't grow the same in all the different islands. So uh, Borneo is where a lot of kratom comes from, and Borneo has major waterways, uh, and so that and those waterways can flood, and that provides this great environment for growing kratom. And so uh, it's just an interesting thing to see. So one of the things we saw, just referencing back to this last six months. The great the kratom that so the same variety so we have multiple varieties I think we have fourteen or so different varieties somewhere in the teens um, with similar varieties the kratom that is grown in the greenhouse 
where we have a little bit more control over the heat and moisture, uh, the environment, it, the, the Kratom just does so much better than being outdoors. Even now taking, taking that element out and just say, let's look at the Kratom that's in the greenhouse. How have they been growing in the wintertime versus now as the temperature has kind of increased, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, we have some control over that, but nature can provide a ton of heat that even you know our greenhouse isn't providing. And so we saw in the wintertime, no growth on the outdoor plants. Greenhouse saw some growth, right? So for three months, I think it was a couple inches at best for any plant. But in the last month or so, we've seen, you know, six, maybe almost a foot of growth. Mm-hmm. So the amount of growth right now, because heat is finally kind of kicked in in San Diego, you're just seeing all these plants. And it's funny you say that because we have some plants in the front that literally died. I thought I'd kill them. I watered mm-hmm. them and I watered them and only the ugly bushes excelled. And I did. I don't water them as much, but you see the leaves pushing up now? Mm-hmm. Have you looked at them? Yeah, yeah. I haven't watered them as much as before, so I can only imagine once the heat does go up even more. I think because it sits in like morning before noon sun from a good amount of the day, so it gets the heat. Maybe that's why they're pushing through. I don't know. But yeah. in the winter time, there were like naked trees. Yeah, yeah. And, and I couldn't say, but like, oh, the cradle trees outside. No, it's like there were literally branches. Yeah. So Amanda's referencing uh, our store here. So we, we just happen to be in uh, recording this at our store. So, so uh, in front of the store, we planted some kratom, uh kratom trees, and so. Uh, yeah, if you looked at them, you'd assume that because all the leaves are gone, that they could be mm-hmm. they could be dead or struggling, and, and they were. But now they're coming back. And that's, and that's buds, normal. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so the in the greenhouse right now, as the heat is increasing, the, the plants grow really, really well. And that's what that was the way it was last year as well too. We saw most of the majority of the growth happen in the, in the summertime, and it, it explodes. You get you know tons and tons of growth. The flowers are coming through too. Mm. Seeds are even developing too. So it's a, it's just a, it's a beautiful plant. I, I love the look of the plant. I'd even say it's, I, I call it even an ornamental plant. I, I put it in my house. I have actually, <laughs> I have plants in my house. Uh, are you surviving happen. at home? Uh, no, the, the shock of transporting is mm. kind of kept them. They're not dead, but they're not doing really well. So. Yeah, they don't do good inside in AC either. No. I learned that part one. Yeah. It's just, San Diego's just dry too. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, uh, so that's what we've learned so far in terms of some, we've learned a lot of things, but at least that's what I wanted to share today. Um, we can we can go into some kind of alkaloid profiles and some of the testing we do. Uh, the next segment we do on this. But uh, yeah, let us know if you guys want to keep on hearing about growing Kratom and any questions about it. Uh, we've been doing it for a bit now and uh, we're not only growing in San Diego in greenhouse outdoor environments, but we're also expanding into uh, other countries uh, that are in the tropic zone. Uh, so we can share some of those observations as well, too. Mm-hmm. Any case, uh, let us know if you have any questions. And always thank you, Jamie, for including us. And uh, live fully.